welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week in our Geek-tacular Comic-Con special, we reactivated our radioactive iguana to take on dastardly Nazis who are conducting experiments on water-based superheroes. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Now, last episode, we released the Scandinorwegian, I believe you deemed it. Yep. Um... Uh, drama. It's a crossover uh, old person romantic comedy slash yes. action thriller set in a ski town lakeside resort in, in Finland. N- was it Finland or Norway? Norway sounds about right. Norway sounds better. I think Norway was the one. Um, yes, called Lake Triangle. Yes. Which means triangle in Finnish? Danish? Don't tell them that. That's the secret hidden meaning. Oh, fair like enough. Like Vader means father in Dutch or whatever, whatever <laughs> really? that hidden secret meaning is. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, so we did really, really, really well out of this, but we didn't actually release a film. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So here's what happened. Um, when word got out that we wanted to produce a film in Norway... Uh, and also word got out with that we'd slagged off, uh, I think, Sweden in that episode. Sweden, Iceland, Denmark. Yeah. They, they all got a bit they of a boot. Got, they got hammered. Um, it didn't actually offend them. It actually uh, started a huge bidding war Oh, uh, to see which country would host the film. Uh, so we were getting offers from every single Scandinavian country. The offers were flying in. The amount of lakes offered to us for us to do what we wanted to them was insane. They were, they were like, take our greatest lake, blow it up, drain it, um, change the color of it, do whatever you want, just host the film here. Um, but the problem is they all backed out at one point. They all just said, no, we're not, we, we don't want to borrow this. Uh, and it's when they found out that the cast was made up primarily of the Skarsgård family. Yeah. Now the, now, the thing is, I didn't know this, but the Skarsgårds in Scandinavia are a bit of a, a bit of a high ranking, uh, mysteriously, uh, kind of like a mafia style oh. family. Uh, and the governments of the Scandinavian countries want nothing to do with anything related to the Skarsgård clan. And our film was filled with Skarsgård cars, cars yeah. members. Um, so I was just like, oh, no, we've, we've lost it. We've lost everything. We're not going to make our film. We're not going to, more importantly, not going to earn any money out of this. But we got rescued at the last minute um, by an American company okay. who wanted to do an American remake of our film. So... They've bought the rights for an astronomical amount of money. Um, the company is Cigars and Cards. Cigar, uh, cigars and Cards. Yep. All right, um, yeah. I've heard that. They do film noir, sort of like yeah, there's yeah. a smoky, gambly kind of feel. That's, That's right, where you get yep. the cigars and yep. you also get the cards. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, this mysterious company, I have no idea who they are. They've decided we're right. going to buy the rights to this film. Yep, it's the yeah Cigars and Cards. Um production company and they're going to do the American remake of Lake Triangle. Oh, good, good. You, know, you say you say the Skarsgårds have this sort of very, you know, clandestine, mafioso... Yeah, very shady, apparently. I've heard some rumours mm-hmm. that... Because, you know, uh, Alexander Skarsgård played a vampire on um, True Blood. Yes. And Peter Skarsgård played, like, a immortal demonic clown in It. Yep. Don't... I mean, this can't get... This is just between you, you and I. Yeah, of course. Like, yeah. it can't go out anywhere. I've heard that they may actually be an immortal group of families, sort of the the Dracula style, oh, yeah. living in a castle. Yep. Everyone sort of steers clear because they know that there's something inherently wrong. Ah, yeah. And they all sort of live. So, but just 
Don't tell anyone that I, I said it, that. It won't leave this boardroom. I just, I mean, I, I yeah, I, did, I hadn't realised they were so feared. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in, uh, in, I mean, I think they may even be... One of the Brothers Grimm stories, I think, mentions the word Skarsgård. Really? I think that's the first, it's first mention in, oh, uh, wow. in published literature, and that's <laughs> going back to the 1600s, so... We're really diving into the rabbit hole here. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, so Cigars and Cards production company is going to make a film, and they're going to cast all Scars Guards. All right. Okay. Yeah, I there's it just the way Plenty it is. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On to this week in trailers, Indeed. and as I mentioned, it is a Comic Con special. Comic Con yeah. was last week. Maybe? This week. This still week? going. Does it go for a day? Does it go for five days? Goes for Who a knows? week. Goes for about a week. I think. All uh, that we know is that as soon as Comic-Con rolls around, the trailers start flowing and our right. ideas yep. start percolating. That's right. They do. Uh, didn't seem like uh, Disney and Marvel had any kind of presence this year, uh, mainly because they've probably released every single film they're going to release yeah. this year. So <laughs> it's just like we've just we've already got all the money. Yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of a Warner Brothers fest this time mm. around. Our famous, oh sorry, our most favourite set of brothers. Uh, so the first film to kick off this episode is Godzilla: King of the Monsters, a sequel to the two thousand and fourteen film Godzilla and I guess a sort of sequel to that horrible Kong Skull Island Skull Island yeah Yeah. that's what they called that thing Uh, which is all meant to be in this kind of shared universe thing giant monster what what would they call that Uh, no Uh, Titans I think they called them in this trailer yeah because I mean there's there's a whole bunch of worlds so so we have Dark Universe which is the reboot of like Invisible Man that's that's gone you have what what the the new Harry Potter trailer, which uh, we were talking about, World. Wizarding World is its own brand yep. um, for the film setting. Then you've got yep. Titans, you've got uh, the Marvel the Cinematic Universe, DC Universe, which yep. we'll talk about in a bit. Uh, and and this one's, yeah. Warner Brothers has this thing whereby they want to have the same kind of huge universe that Disney has with Star Wars and uh, Marvel, but they just want to shortcut the whole thing and just like, so Marvel spent, what, the greater part of a decade building this years, huge yeah. universe and you get those really nice kind of moments in the later films where uh, characters that have never interacted with each other before start interacting with each other. One of the brothers is like, yeah, we want those moments too, but we're going to do it in like one film instead. And that's what Godzilla seems to be as well. But you say that like they don't have any of the same characters. I think you mentioned Ken Watanabe sort of comes back. Yeah. But like no Brian Cranston, no, no. Aaron Johnson, no Olsen, Elizabeth Olsen, one of the Olsons. Yeah, one of the Olsons. And did you mention the guy? Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Who, who are they are brother and sister yep. in one of the Marvel films. No. Let's not Talk, we've talked about that before no it's, Brian, it's weird no Brian Cranston either annoyingly yeah. even yeah. though because he dies in that film <laughs> I mean I did anyway it doesn't matter uh, well, I mean th- so th- this is the the weird thing that I find about this film is Millie Bobby Brown who's yep. the, the girl from uh, Stranger, Stranger Things, Things yeah. features really heavily in this trailer yep the last actor who was Brian Cranston, who featured really heavily in a, a Godzilla trailer, died about died, fifteen yeah. minutes in. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared they're going to kill off Millie Bobby Brown's character. She, she doesn't say anything in the trailer no. either, which really doesn't bode well for her presence in the rest of the film. Uh, so I think one of the big complaints about the 2014 Godzilla film was that Godzilla doesn't appear in it that much, and there's not much Godzilla action in it. No, uh, and I think they've really counteracted that by just loading every monster 
in the Godzilla universe into this film. Yeah. Uh, and and these, be... these are monsters that are specifically from the Godzilla universe. Yes. They're, yep. they're your Mothras. And yep. That's the only one that that's I know. The only one. <laughs> but, but they're definitely... King King Three-Headed Dragon, Dragon yep. um, is is apparently Godzilla's greatest foe when sure. he, he shows up in this one. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, with any luck, it won't go down the 2014 Godzilla, which was full of unnecessary human drama. Yeah. And just more giant monsters beating the crap out of each other that would be very nice (laughs) and also like now that we know that godzilla can shoot blue lightning out of his throat yeah and we don't have to wait like 90 minutes into the film to reveal (laughs) he has a superpower to take down the bad guys just do it at the start just do it right at the start right at the start yep it's like that it's like pacific rim where like all the giant robots have this like great sword that cuts the monsters in half really easily but they only use it like Again, 70 minutes into the film. Yeah. It's like, what, what are you waiting for? It is the Power Rangers model. It's like, just call Megazord first. <laughs> just like, we, we know you're going to have to, like, why not? There's no, it's not like you've got like a finite resource here <laughs> where like the moment like you have to like dispense a, a token every time you call Megazord and you've only got a hundred tokens. So let's just see if we can beat yeah, him this time without it. it. Just, <laughs> just, just call him to start. Just call him now, yeah. I mean, how great it would it be just like Megazord just steps on the like normal sized enemies and then that's it. Epi- that's done. Episode over. It's just them hanging out. This and it's just town. like Rita Repulsa back up in whatever planet she's on. Yeah. Just going, oh shit. Exactly. <laughs> didn't count didn't count it for that. Um, Alright. Next film or two films I should say, um, on this week's episode. Yeah, is- so it's it's DC's expansion of their own universe. Yes. Uh, we'll lump them together. They're two very different films. Very different, yes. Uh, so they are Aquaman and Shazam. That was a really weird pronounce. So, uh, Shazam. It's Shazam. 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 So, yeah. Not based on the popular music listening app. And also name. not based on uh, the, uh, I want to say Shaquille O'Neal genie film of the same name. Was that Shazam? Was it Kazam? Or? Uh, something like that. Had a, had a ham on the end of it. Whatever I, it was. I actually, there's a, a point in this one where I thought it was going to be Space Jam 2. <laughs> And I'm not sure why. And then it turned out that it was Shazam. I'm like, I still don't think those two ideas are mutually exclusive. No, and I think part of the reason why you thought that is because, like, the Shazam film starts off as a kind of typical... I mean, it almost it's almost like an indie film with, yeah. like, two young kids. One's an orphan um, moving one's, into a new yeah, foster family. Yeah, one's got a... He's got a uh, crutch, so he's yeah. slightly disabled. And it's like, oh, we've got to go to a new school. Yep. And the, the school bullies pick on the slightly disabled kid. And, yeah. oh, I wish, you know, we life was more like comic books. Yeah. And, and then... Cue the event where life becomes more like comic books, <laughs> where some guy just gives the kid the ability to say the word Shazam, yep. and he t- turns into a buff superhero. Yeah, and and the design of this superhero, who's played by who was it, Zachary Zachary Levy, Zachary, uh, Zachary uh, from Levy. Chuck, and uh, he's the voice of the print of uh, the yeah. thief entangled. I'd say Prince, yeah. but I think it's anyway. It's yeah, not. fair enough. Um, the design of this character as well is like super insanely buff. Like, he's clearly wearing a bodysuit of some and, kind. And it, looks, and it looks like that, It looks too. like they've got uh, foam inserts <laughs> to give him biceps. Uh, yeah. It's the same thing they did for Ben Affleck in Batman, but this looks far worse. And his costume is, like, bright red and has blue highlights on it and has, like, a lightning bolt Giant in the yellow. Middle, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's probably one of the most... Um, faithful to the comic book representations <laughs> of, a, of a comic book uh, yeah. uh, suit. It's not like, you know, Man of Steel, where it's like, instead of just like being blue yeah. blue uh, cotton, yeah. it's like, oh no, it's some sort of like neoprene, scaly yeah. armor thing. Hyper space yeah. material or something, Whatever. yeah. Uh, so I should also mention that, I mean, I know nothing about Shazam, the character, but 
the kid turns into an adult as well when he becomes yeah. Shazam. Yeah, there's a little cute interplay here between um, Shazam, who is an adult, but is essentially a kid as well. So they're doing the same body swap yeah, thing like, that we did last week. <laughs> they like, I mean, he goes and buys beer when clearly they're underage. Yeah. He um, is chatting up girls like, hey, I'm a superhero in, in a way that only like a 14 or 15 year old kid yeah, yeah. who didn't know how to talk to girls would yeah. do. You know what this film is? It's like Deadpool for 13 year olds. Yeah, it's Deadpool meets big. Yeah. And, and like every every step along the way uh, DC does is trying to do what Marvel has already done yeah. and just doing it just worse. worse. Way and worse. so this is like, you know, five years late for, for Deadpool. Yep. It's irreverent. It's like a winker. We know that he's a superhero because yeah. superheroes exist in this world yep. kind of thing. Uh, and it just doesn't feel yeah. good. This is like the family-friendly version of Deadpool where there's no gratuitous violence. There's no swearing. There's no anything. It's it's very PG-friendly. Yeah. It kind of, I mean, it reminded me a little bit of Kick-Ass and it's kind yeah. of weird that Mark Strong shows up as the bad guy yeah. in this film as well. Yep. It's uh, Kick-Ass, but crap yeah uh it, it, i mean the, the reason the, the reason it's so strange is that dc have so many precedents they have so many examples that yeah. they can copy and go let's just make this better but instead they just they they, they miss the mark they completely miss the mark and i mean uh, i read an article recently talk it's like it's been 10 years since the dark knight came out believe it or not um and uh, the article basically said like the only thing that warner brothers has really learned from the dark knight is like grit 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 and that's it. Nothing else. No, um, you know, no beautiful buildup of characters. No detailed world. No, just grit. And I mean, to switch gears for a second to head into our second film, Aquaman, that's exactly what they're doing. It's just yeah. grit, grit, grit. Um, forget about, like, anything that resembles a decent story. Just chuck in a whole bunch of, like, uh, what is apparently a nice-looking frame or a nice-looking image and then um, chuck in a couple of weird quips every now and yeah. then and then you're done. So where um, Shazam is just a direct copy of Deadpool, uh, Aquaman's a direct copy of Thor? <laughs> yeah, he's it's, a, he's it's a, water he, Thor. <laughs> he, it is water Thor. He is a, a god uh, who... Uh, is trying to live his life on Earth and yep. he has to get called back to his kingdom yep. because there's some sort of big infighting. With where, his half-brother. With his, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, this is just balls-to-the-wall CGI. Like yep. It's just, I mean, there's not, there's most of the shots in this, like there is not a single frame that has been shot on a yep. camera. Yep. It is all generated inside of a computer, yep. whether it's giant sea turtles fighting giant sharks, fighting giant squids, yep. whether it's... Uh, a giant tsunami where he's throwing his lightning trident <laughs> through a... I don't know what's... What's a tsunami made out of fish or something? I, I, I couldn't even tell you what they are. Some sort of um, aquatic-based threat. I think the worst part of it is they do this bit in the trailer where it's uh, when Aquaman was a kid. Uh, so, Aqua Kid, I guess. Yeah. Um, and he's on a field trip to the aquarium and it looks like he's talking to fish and we we watched this trailer after the shazam one but it does the exact same thing here where like two bullies who are boys obviously start picking on him as well and it's just like you're just repeating the same thing over and over again but then like this shark rams the wall of the aquarium like really aggressively and starts cracking the um the glass and then the next shot is like all the creatures in the in the tank sort of swarming near aquaman and aquaman's sort of just standing there looking very I don't know, yeah. heroic or something. He blinks and then his eyes are yellow and yeah. we're like, oh, you're the real king of the ocean. Or right. I don't know but what you're trying to so do. so horrendously fake. Yes. Uh, I don't know. I think all the good 
computer generated animators must be working for marvel or disney <laughs> disney's probably he's, i mean i can't blame i really can't blame dc no. they're going we want something good no disney's bought it all <laughs> disney owns it all we can't get any good computer graphic animators yeah, we got nothing uh why don't we get some more i oh, know pixar's got them and they're also owned by disney <laughs> Exactly. Uh, all right, that's enough of the DC Universe for now, thankfully. Uh, let's change gears very slightly and go to the J.J. Abrams Universe in Overlord. Um, this is a J.J. Abrams produced and, I guess, original idea by film. Uh, so J.J. Abrams and Billy Ray. Who Billy I'm Ray, yes. Not heard of Billy Ray before, no, but uh, he wrote the screenplay, apparently did a brainstorming session with J.J. Abrams. Yep. This one opens up very much like it's just going to be a World War II film. A, a bad one at that. Uh, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's you know, the, the classic, uh, we're on a plane, so we're going to have to parachute in. Yep. Um, Two thirds of the people who are coming in are not going to make it to the ground. Yep. We land on the ground. It's all a bit, how are we going to survive behind enemy lines? Yeah. And I'm just sitting here going, I've seen this film before. It's been done very 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 well by steven spielberg at least three <laughs> times um what are you bringing to the table and then zombies come along and it's the the german nazi scientists have yep. been doing tests to try and prolong the lives of their soldiers yep. and that's resulted in zombies and so you have this sort of small yeah. group of american soldiers behind enemy lines yep. inside a, a secret military torture base yep. uh fighting an army of zombies yep Everyone's sort of heard those uh, folk tales of like the secret Nazi experiments during World War Two, where they were, you know, messing with the occult. I mean, most of like Last Crusade was yeah. based around that Captain premise. America Winter Soldier. I yep. mean, all of the Captain Americas, I think, are about uh, are based around that. Yeah. Um, uh, so Wonder Woman's based around that. <laughs> that's like, true, yeah. it's it's uh, it's a pretty yeah common theme apparently. Yeah, yeah. So this is basically what that film is, and you see the results of the Nazi experimentation on the undead, and I believe there's like uh, some ancient, probably Egyptian. Let's let's not. Yeah, Book of the Dead probably. Yeah, why not? Why not? Does this count for the Dark Universe bet then? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, it looks. I mean, it could be a bit freaky as well. I think they're going for more of a horror aesthetic as well, but. A horror action? Is that a thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, why not? Why not? Uh, uh, yeah, oh, look, I actually, to be fair, about a minute in, I'm just like, if this doesn't do something a little bit different, a little yeah. bit original, there's no way I'm going to see that. And then that, literally that moment in the trailer, yeah. it did that something a little bit original. It kind of looks all right. I'm, yeah. uh, it's, it doesn't have any well-known actors in it at all. No. Which I think is sort of really lowers the stakes. Yep. The people who wrote and directed it with the exception of J.J. Abrams mm. are kind of names that you haven't heard of. So, I mean, it has the potential to be good and then you also has an excuse for being bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you can lo- really... Lower the expectations. You can, you can always enjoy it a little bit more. Right. All right. Those are the four trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to take a little walk over to the green room. All right. Yeah. Let's do a small recap of what we've got this week. Let's. We have a sequel to a giant kaiju monster uh, yep. film. Yep. We have uh, expansions on the a, a cinematic universe, which are just bad versions of <laughs> other expansions on a similar superhero uh, universe. Yep. And finally, we have a genre mashup uh, action plus horror, horror which in this case is war plus zombie historical action yeah. drama horror yep uh now i believe that i chose in last week's episode so it is of course your turn what do you um, think 
I want to do mm-hmm. the action plus horror. Uh, <laughs> All right. I think I think I think that is the most original one there. It uh, is. I think that it offers quite a lot, and I I I mean I'm gonna put the the thing down. The horror is going to be zombies. Yep. It is. I mean, we've seen with. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, that comedy yep. and zombies. We've seen with this one that action and zombies can exist. Yep. We've seen with warm bodies that romance and zombies can exist. <laughs> this like is true. They're, they're, everything seems to be pairing up with yep. let's take it and exist. It doesn't this it doesn't have to be an action. Yep. It has to be a a a uh, a genre that doesn't normally have zombies okay, in it. Yep. And there are zombies in it. So we're ta- okay. Yeah. Well, let's think about them as well because there's also been period zombies because yep, I Pride and Prejudice, Pride and Prejudice and zombies. And zombies was a thing. Um, historical zombies? Have we done that? Ooh. I mean, Overlord kind of does that, but I'm thinking yeah. more ancient history. It's, it's, we could. The we could. I mean, The Mummy like does that it a little yeah. bit. Uh, have there ever been zombies in space? No. Phew, sci-fi zombies. Sci-fi zombies? Uh, that's something about that sounds... Event Horizon has sci-fi horror. Yeah. Uh, but I don't Sunshine think... has sci-fi horror as yeah. well. But that's, I mean, not really zombies. Not really zombies. So this what is... was the Iron Skies? Was that just Nazis in space? I think that was, was Nazis that in space. Also have any zombies? element to it or maybe I'm just uh, conflating I, I think it had dinosaurs in it but oh, right Nazi, <laughs> Nazi no I think you're thinking Nazi dinosaurs in space <laughs> is Cretaceon in the seed of life that's one of our films yeah good point um uh, yeah zombies in space zombies in space that sounds great I like that um this I'm sure Neil deGrasse Tyson has talked about this at some point as well uh but which is great. So we need to get him on board as a, as a science advisor. Uh, he's just going to suck all the fun out of it, though, because that's what he does for a living. Um, all right. Zombies in space. Oh, man. Okay. How about this? Why don't we do it also historical? Why don't we set it? And this is a thing that alternate history. Uh, it's during... It's 1969, I want to say. Yes, sure. That Apollo is Apollo 11. Yep. Uh, what if they didn't just see a bunch of moon rocks... On the moon. Is this not the opening sequence to, to one of the Transformers tra- it films? <laughs> it is. But it's like, we're now going dark, and then Neil Armstrong discovers Transformers on the moon. All right, here's a better idea then. Apollo 13. Apollo 13? Yeah. So, Apollo 13 was the mission where something went wrong with the oxygen supply. Yeah, Jim Lovell and, and like, Kevin Bacon yeah. had to survive in space. <laughs> Kevin Bacon didn't go to space. Wasn't he left behind? No, no, no Gary Sinise. Poor guy, he got a cold. Um, yeah, so what if we tell the untold true story of Apollo 13? Space space zombies. Space zombies. Ate the breathing I, I actually tank. Quite, Yeah, interesting. Because I think I've mentioned this on the uh, the podcast before. Yep. Gravity, the film yeah, yep. book, like gives me such fear watching that yeah. of being stranded and alone in mm-hmm. space. The only thing that could be more daunting is, is if you get like stranded and alone that you're going to get eaten by zombies <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I like this idea. And maybe, I mean, do our zombies need oxygen to breathe? I don't think so. All right. I great. think they're kind of like partially frozen in the, the zero Kelvin oh, yeah, yep, yep. atmosphere. I'm not sure we can do... Ocean, oh no, Ocean Thirteen, <laughs> Apollo Thirteen. Just because I, I kind of feel as though like there needs to be some sort of 
space better space technology oh so you want to set it more in the future no i, I kind of want to do thunderbirds which is, <laughs> which is the, the, the same um the same technology where it's yep. just like giant thin rockets of the apollo era yeah but they have more capabilities of flying through space okay, and, yeah, and yeah, performing yeah. more sort of actions so it's that kind of like aesthetic yeah but like the imagined future aesthetic the imagined of. future with a thunderbird style <laughs> but still live action people <laughs> okay. uh, space zombie adventure yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful. I mean, are we taking the horror out of this or is it still going to be horror? No, no, no definitely horror. There's okay, de- definitely. Yeah. Uh, I think there's got to be a moon base. I think that's, oh, that, that, sure. that, yeah, that, yeah. that's a given. Yep. There's um, uh, some sort of like regular space shuttle between yep. the moon base and, and Earth. Yep. And they're in that sort of, you know, Apollo style long, uh, long rocket kind of thing. Yep. And there's definitely zombies some sort of did they find sort of some sort of zombie virus on the moon oh absolutely or, yeah um there's some sort of like they're they're digging into the core of yep. the moon to try and find uh the the water resources they need yep. to sustain the base yep. and they release spores so you know like the closest things we have to zombies on earth is sort of like a a fungal yeah uh, infestation that gets that into an brain. yeah that's right and sort of takes over so what if it's like a moon spore Moon spore, so yeah. So they're digging around for water. And in fact, let's bring... I just want to bring back the Apollo 13 idea. In our version, Apollo 13 went well. Yes. And this is why now we're at a stage where um, they can do this on the moon. Yeah. The, everything, the tipping point was Apollo 13. If that went well... Moon president Jim Lovell <laughs> is... Um, <laughs> He's he's up there and he he's directing everything yeah, and everything. Yeah. Yep. Every, but they think it's all going well. Yeah. But uh, but really they've they've unleashed and there's this has got to be this moment as well where they can't let the spores get back to earth. Yeah. Um. And there's the Armageddon moment where Bruce Willis has to blow himself up to, I, to save. <laughs> yeah. I like this. So the spores maybe take over one of the staff members and they then try to get back to earth so that they can spread themselves yeah. I mean, around. You say that this is literally what the the spores do to the ants. They, yeah, yeah. They, they um program the ant to climb to the top of the tree yep. to the point where when the um the seed grows from the ant's carcasses yep it spreads its spores the furthest as it falls to the forest that's floor. right yeah and the spores have got into this person's brain it's like where can i spread the furthest well yeah. i can spread the furthest in on earth yep. where there are the most people exactly ah this is perfect um so what i mean what do our zombies do what what is their kind of you know how some zombies, we've got the sort of slow, shuffly zombies from, like, the George Romero era. Uh, we've got the super fast, um, uh, like, quick zombies from... Uh, 28, days, 28 late. days Later. 28 Days Later. Rage zombies. Yeah, we've got those weird zombie vampire things from um, uh, the Will Smith one. The Not the Amiga Man, that was the actual name of the short story. Uh, but... Um, Oh god, what is the name of that film? It's I mean it's the, one of the first films that I ever worked in a cinema. Rede- Le- I am legend. I am legend. It Sorry. has redemption song, Bob Marley's redemption song in the credits. I know that about the film, <laughs> could not remember its name. Um yeah, I I'm I'm actually kind of thinking maybe kind of like the ants thing. It's a little bit body snatcherish yeah, yeah, yep. where it's really difficult to tell if people have been taken over or not. Oh, yep, yep. Cuz suddenly their brain's been reprogrammed yep. and the reprogrammed purpose is get to earth. Ah, yep. And so, so anyone who suggests anything about getting to earth, they're just like what? There's just like a, a fear of like and the only reason you can tell is like if you use a shotgun and you blow their arm off, <laughs> they don't feel it and they just keep going. Yeah, yeah, and all these sort of spores leak out from the wound. Exactly. So this is kind of like Vincent D'Onofrio uh, D'Onofrio's character in Men in Black. Yes. Yeah. Sugar water. That's right, yeah. Um, um, so, I mean, we need to cast him then. Yeah. I mean, we've already got Vincent D'Onofrio and Kevin Bacon and Gary Sinise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Perfect. Tom Hanks Tom played Hanks. Jim Lovell, so yeah. he plays 
moon president Jim Lovell um, (laughs) reprising his role from Apollo 13. Can we also have, I think I'd like a twist ending as well, where moon president Jim Jim Lovell is the orchestrator of this dastardly plot. But, I mean, because he's the first who was exposed to the the moon spores. So he was the first one to land on the moon from the Apollo 13 mission. Yeah. Inadvertently was infected by the spores without anyone knowing. And this is why he petitioned so hard to build a base on the moon. Exactly. Because he knew they needed a base on the moon if they were going to affect everyone back on Earth. That's right. I'm sick of seeing Tom Hanks playing, like, lovable, uh, altruistic characters. I want to see him play... A yeah. completely evil bastard. Exactly. Who's also a moon president. Moon president, Jim Lovell. <laughs> um, I like it. I like it. I, I'm still trying to puzzle out an aesthetic because it's got a horror feel to it. Yeah. And if you ever watch any of those like body snatcher films, yep. like you know, Invasion, where it's, it's the psychological element of you don't know who to trust. How yep. do you figure out? Is there a test to people have to cut off their fingers just to prove that they're not um, spore yeah, infected? Yeah, yep, yep. And then like you can only do that test 10 times before you're just sort of like well I've already proved that I'm not spore infected 10 times like yeah but you were just you were just exposed so you were just fighting that spore monster again that's right yeah. maybe you got infected like I, I defeated it with only one finger I've, I've fought nine spore monsters and I've killed them all you're not making me cut off my last finger to prove I'm not a spore monster little do they know this was the time he got infected that's right and he exactly. is a spore he monster <laughs> alright great so how many people are up there on, on the moon um, I like 10. 10? I think, I think I always say 10 men enter, or 10 people enter, one person leaves. Yep. I like that kind of horror, yeah. thriller, sci-fi ten, kind of thing. 10 people enter, one spore leaves. Yeah, could be. Who could knows? Be that, yeah. Who knows? Because, um, I mean, definitely Act 1 and one's establishing the world on the moon. Yep. Act 2 is on moon base. Yep. And Act 3 is the rocket, like, that... They, they're trying to get back to Earth, but also they there's people on the shuttle that uh, are infected as well, yep. and it becomes a bit of a, um, a you know... A, race against time to destroy themselves. But yeah. also, like, then you get that, you know, floating in space, getting and, you know, the zombies not being infected by yep. the um, being frozen in space, and, yep. uh, you know, am I going to be out here alone? Do I, ha- I have to eject from this <laughs> ship and blow up the thing as it re-enters? Yep. Do I kill myself? You know, there's yep. lots of, lots of like, not nifty little story points great. you can put there. I've got a couple of more story points yep. for you here. So, let's say they're on the, like, spaceship racing back to Earth. Yep. Um, it's one, like, maybe one or two uninfected people yep. versus two infected people. Oh, uh, so they're trying to like get control of the like uh, shuttle back from them and defeat the spore people so that they can avoid, um, you know, landing on Earth. Let's say they succeed; they manage to get control of the um, the ship. Yep. But one of them gets injured in the fight, and it's revealed that that one person is also infected. And then they realize that they're actually all infected, so they, were- they have to then sacrifice themselves yeah I, I definitely definitely the um the sacrifice at the end where they're just like the only thing we can do is kill everyone um including ourselves yep and uh and can i get a further twist this is the third twist of the film so far yeah. post-credit sequence the debris from the crash well not the crash rather they, they try to burn up over through the atmosphere yeah but because they're like frozen zombie corpses the <laughs> it falls to earth anyway as a solid piece and lands in the ocean, and Ooh. you can see the spores start to spread. That's not a bad twist. My twist, which we can also do as well, yep. is maybe Earth people are all infected with Earth spores. Oh, yeah. And didn't even realize that they were spreading their Earth spores to, to the moon ah, as, okay. at the same yep. time as the moon's trying to spread, spread their spores back. Right. So this is like a, a long, like millions of year millions. old battle between like the planet Earth, the literal planet Earth, yeah. and the moon. 
yeah moon the moon yeah and 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 the moon used to be inhabited by a, a race of yeah. um uh, of humanoid type people that's right maybe until the- earth spores yeah wiped them all out all right so in our in our story Life didn't start on Earth. It started on the moon yes. instead. Yeah. Uh, and no one realized it. But yeah, that, exactly. That uh, civilization, that population was completely wiped out billions of years ago, uh, was buried under a whole bunch of moon dust and became spores. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, life started there after a bit. Yeah. Well, maybe you like... We'll no, go- no. It, I think, I think the, the super intelligent people of the moon... Yep. Um, uh, they came to Earth, and and, ah, yeah. and and their trace their traces left behind. <laughs> so um, we're, we're Prometheusing, aren't we? <laughs> Let's scrap right. that. Let's scrap it. No, I can't. I can't. Any anything that is vaguely Prometheus, we have to we have to bench before it becomes horrible. In fact, there's a whole bunch of like, um, there was an ancient civilization on a on Earth beforehand, and they had all the answers. And I'm so sick of it. I'm sorry I suggested it. There is no Earth spore. Okay, all right, no Earth spore. So we go back to the. Uh, is that the first bad idea? Idea we've ever had uh, <laughs> i think it might depends be depends who you ask <laughs> um, so back to your idea back where, to my idea, where yes. the, like, the 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 chunk lands in the ocean and it's yeah, floating yeah. along and it's the uh it's like, end of aliens where you hear the crack of the egg or whatever exactly, it's like oh yeah, what yeah. could possibly happen from yeah, here exactly and that's cut to black roll the rest of the credits which will just be our names repeated over and over again um and uh, yeah sequel sequel all right okay here's the part where we cast. Yeah. And obviously we've got space president, uh, moon president, Jim Lovell. Yep. Um, there's other names. Played by been, Tom Hanks. We played by Tom say. Hanks, yeah. Are we uh, going to get the literal... Is, I mean, is, he's, he's probably not... He's like, probably uh, not, I mean, Buzz... Buzz he's still, still going. But Neil's not so much. And Yeah, well, most of the astronauts actually come back with... And they have problems later in life due to radiation exposure. It's it's an yeah. actual thing that NASA has discovered. It's like, yeah, we should probably stop sending people into space. Um... So I mean, we need the the ten people, the ten people yes. of of the uh, moon base yeah, alpha or whatever. Few. We've got uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, uh, we've got Gary Sinise. We've got Tom Hanks. Uh, we've got uh, who was we've the got other one? very older older actors. We need yep. some so younger scientisty kind of people, some younger actiony yep. kind of people. Yep, 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 yep. Um, let's say. Oh, what about um? Uh, he played Finn in Star Wars. Yeah, he he's also played uh, in K and I G H T S. Oh yes, he, he was. He played uh, I think Arctic Fox maybe. Yes. What was his name? Uh, Boyega. John Boyega. Yes. Great. Um, yep. Let's put him in there. I as... think anyone again, like we did with Criterion. Yep. Just anyone who has space experience. Yeah. Ah, oh, so anyone like who's been in a film with some kind of space. Ewan McGregor would be Ewan a good, McGregor. Yeah. Good casting. From Star Wars. Yeah. Um. Who what? else has been? Oh, um, we could put uh, Zoe Saldana has been in a, n- yeah. a number of space. She, I mean, she may have even been in Criterion <laughs> as a Criterion. You, know you know what we should do for Zoe Saldana as well, for no reason, make her a CGI character. I was just going to say, why don't we make her skin red this time? Because she's been <laughs> blue and green before. Why not red? Yeah, sure. I mean, is there a justification for that? No, not really. <laughs> just just because she's like, I mean, it's RGB, right? They're, they're, they're the three <laughs> colors. If you have, if you have, um, those, so is it playing those three colors? Yep. You can make any other color that you want. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, if you bring together all three Zoe Saldana like versions, you'll get like a normal Zoe Saldana. <laughs> it's, it is the pixel that makes up <laughs> the, the, the true color. That's right. Um, how about who else is uh, Sigourney Weaver? Sigourney Weaver, for good, sure. yeah, good she, sort of space person. She was in our, she was in last week's film too. She was, you know, she she she's um, still hanging around the set. I guess. Yeah, I mean, 
We'll see. I'm not sure if uh, Cigars and Cards uh, uh, decided to stick with that casting. We need a super old guy. Clint Eastwood, Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys, Clint Eastwood. That's not a bad one. Yep. Um, Look, I think really... If we're going to, I definitely said ten people enter, one person leaves, sort yep. of thing. But we can just keep uh, throwing <laughs> things to the wall and see whatever sticks in terms yeah, yeah, of yeah. casting. Beautiful. Like, there's there's so many options in we here. Should, we should actually just throw people into our casting rooms, and then whoever manages to leave is cast. Exactly. So we'll just I think. I mean, w- what we might do is actually set up like a great big um, uh, soundstage moon base. Yep. And we just played out like it's a role like a game yeah, and yeah, we've, yeah. we we film the whole thing <laughs> and whoever, whoever just manages to survive they yeah. make the cut of the film great so if um oh who's a good example there if amelia clark yep. from uh space solo that just just came out if she manages to survive the initial round yep. then we cut her into the film but if, if she goes early then you'll never know that she was in like corridor four <laughs> and they got overwhelmed by spore monsters so uh yeah, yeah exactly so, so we can we can just put in as many people as we want, and yep. it becomes a again I, the word battle royale comes to mind. <laughs> we 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 obviously drink at the same well a number of times with. Um, Let's just call it Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, we'll sure. Go for that. It's it's a Lord of the Flies f- f- style of filmmaking. Yes, where where we don't know. Like literally, yeah. as as the filmmakers, yeah, yeah. we don't know which of these actors is going to make it through yeah. to the next act of Th- the film. This is a thing that like auteur directors do. They make their cast or potential cast members do not just like te- screen tests and stuff, but they actually make them do certain exercise and like go away and and you know write an essay or something. So this is really just the logical step. It goes. Uh, screen test, essay writing, Lord of the Flies style. <laughs> exactly. Uh, locked so, in a room. You know what's really good about this one as well? We don't have to write a script for <laughs> Act Act 2 until we've no, filmed Act 1. Exactly. And we don't have to write a script for Act 3 until yep. after Act yep, 2. Because yep. we don't even know which character's going to make it through uh, until after it's been filmed. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> this is great. So we can just pretty much every single actor that's been in some kind of space film. Oh, man, the Galaxy Quest cast would be great yeah. too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's Sigourney Weaver again. Sigourney Weaver she, again, she can yeah. be in there twice. Tim Allen? I think, I mean, yeah, Tim Allen it could be anyone. We could do an open casting call. And yeah. literally all they need to do is bring in the, the DVD as <laughs> to going, here is here is the, the film that I was in. Yep. It has, you know... Uh, vaguely, Dennis Quaid. What are you doing here? Well, I was in a film called Inner Space. I'm like, it has space in the title, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, that's good enough. You can be in the film. Wasn't there one about like people at a? Well, maybe that was her Event Horizon. No, that was set in space, wasn't it? Wasn't Event it Horizon was set on Mars with Sam Neill yeah, and yeah, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Yeah, no, I'm thinking of an. I think it's an. I think it's the Dish, the Australian film. That's has, good enough. Yeah, why not? S- Sam Neill, he brings in the Dish. I'm like, Sam Neill, you were in Event Horizon. You could have brought us that. He's like, I know. I was trying to think outside the box. I'm like, that's exactly the kind of space survival mentality that we want from our actors. You're in, Sam Neill. <laughs> All right. I'd- uh perfect this is i mean casting is so hard most of the time normally if, if we just let the actors cast themselves that's right. I yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's the way to go excellent all right now we need to figure out the name of this film always our most favorite part uh so what are we dealing with here we're dealing with spores we're dealing with um uh, zombies on the moon we're dealing with bruce willis style uh sacrificial uh lamb kind of thing as yeah. well um and obviously space. Total Eclipse. Total Eclipse. I love it. Can we get, like, Bonnie Tyler to do the soundtrack yeah, as well? Yeah, no, no. The, 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 the um, uh, 
the, the the music for the trailer is a really toned down yeah, title clip yeah. of like perfect yeah 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 um uh it's got elements of total recall in there yeah, it's got yep. elements of twilight eclipse I love it. I yep. lo- <laughs> Yeah, Total Eclipse of the Heart, done by um, oh, the guy that did the music for, like, Blade Runner as well. Yeah. I forgot yeah. the name, that composer. It's, oh, it's, Vangelis. Yeah. 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 Can you sure. imagine, like, a, a Vangelis inversion of Total Eclipse? Yeah. Um, and yeah, like, a, electropunk. Yep. Uh, like, I love it. Yep. It's got a Thunderbirds, electropunk, yep. um, future zombie, yep. space horror, yep. Yep. body snatcher, Great. Uh, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> it's, it's all of those elements coming together. I can even see the poster, right? It's a picture of, like, the f- straight onto the moon, looking just right onto the moon at an eclipse. Yep. But instead of, like, the white ring that you usually see in an eclipse, it's a green ring. Oh, because it's, it's all, almost like the, the that sun's corona yep. is more like uh, the, spores the spores sort of emanating from the surface. Exactly. And I think, like, you don't really see it, but there's a very sort of faint trail, yep. and it's the spaceship sort of trying to escape yep. from the moon. Exactly. And it just says, total eclipse. Total eclipse. Perfect. That's such a great name for this like film. It. All right. I think, I think that's a wrap. I think it is. Brilliant. All right. Housekeeping. As per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our episodes, our bios, and of course, Mufwizawidder, our text-based database of every single film that we've created on this podcast. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where Isaac sometimes puts up emoji clues <laughs> as to the episodes or as to the trailers that we've watched in the upcoming episodes. Uh, this one, yeah, Godzilla. There's Definitely an emoji. No, there isn't. Is there well, big lizard? I'm sure <laughs> we can lizard? do big, sure. big yep. lizard somewhere. Shazam. Just put the app icon. <laughs> uh, Aquaman, Overlord. Yeah, I'm sure you'll have. Over. It. I mean, eh, sure. There, there's definitely some things in there we can try and work yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, we are on Twitter occasionally, and of course we're on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and any other place that you get podcasts from. If you're podcast delivery method of choice allows you to rate the podcast then hey how about throwing us a couple of stars or um stripes stripes or uh i don't know rectangular block whatever your app uses to grade things with it's not always a star <laughs> give us like five of them and if five isn't the ty- uh, the highest mark that you can give on that platform then give us whatever the highest one is yeah is it 22 i don't know i don't know what podcast app you're using <laughs> <laughs> but just do it alright um, and I think I think that's it I think all that remains is to thank you all once again for listening this week I've been Isaac and I've been AJ roll credits Rock Wind.